Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and I'm in the midst of doing something really spectacular. In the midst of interviewing 500 humans on their credibility. These are powerful people talking about who they are, what they do, how they relate to the world, who they serve, and it is absolutely worth listening to. You're going to get a really great point of view of who they are. You're going to get ideas and aha moments and how you can present yourself better. I've taken three of those interviews, or six to 10 minutes each, taking three of those, combine them to be this episode of Mitchell Levy Presents Aha Moments. Uh, please enjoy it. Click on the like button and subscribe to our channel. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I am so honored to be here, to be doing this series, to be doing the work that, that I'm doing. And we're interviewing amazing humans from around the planet. And this is probably one of the most amazing humans in the planet walking, living today. <laughs> Don't you like that, Ben? It's I love it. Ben Gay the Third. He's a salesperson, speaker, sales trainer, author, and consultant. He is the author, editor, publisher of the world famous The Closer series. More importantly, or or as importantly, uh, Napoleon Hill worked for him. Earl Nightingale worked for him. He's done amazing things in his life. Ben, welcome. Thank you, Mitchell. My pleasure to be here. I've been looking forward to this. And and just for those watching. It looks like Ben's a talking head, but he really isn't a talking head. He is—he <laughs> actually <laughs> he, he gets down in the dirt. He does work. He's amazing. Ben, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? When my phone rings, I'll use old terminology because that's what I'm most used to, but I do look at the internet to see if anybody's there. When my phone rings, it's someone who wants to either increase their sales or their region sales, or their company sales. And when we get into region and company, they'd also like to maintain and increase their profits because their sales team is giving products away, trying to sell them. And I can't tell you how many, having sat on the board of a public company, how many people can absolutely relate to that. Sure. Uh, ben, tell me a little bit more. What do you, what do, you do? Well, I teach people how to increase their sales and profits. Uh, The good news is I I came up through Earl Nightingale and that crowd. So I learned the value of putting it down, recording it, writing it, or whatever. Uh, Dr. Napoleon Hill was the first person I ever met who authored a book. I was 25. He was 84. And uh, nowadays with modern publishing techniques, I don't know anybody who hasn't written a book. Uh, but I've written. Oh, I'm some, still finding some people. Just really? Are there some? I'm I didn't still know. Finding people. <laughs> They're probably working on their first pamphlet. But anyway, I've written 24 books. I, so I've written down what I know, and uh, some of those are ghostwritten for other people. If some of your viewers have read my books and didn't know it was my book, uh, but uh, t- 24 books on successful living and selling, and uh, so that's what I do, and I coach people. Uh, on the phone, on the internet, in person, whatever. And I go out and I give uh, speeches, uh, 
Gigi cut me back to 24 a year. But before she got in my pocket, I did a total of 5,000 paid engagements plus a little over 5,000. And now you add to that the webinars and podcasts and so on. So if you're, I had a friend the other day said, I, I was been looking everywhere for you. I said, you must not own a computer. Uh, I'm, I'm easy to find <laughs> and in your local library. So what I, that's it. I teach people how to sell more, be more and so on. And then coaching, as you know, Mitchell, sometimes drifts off the original subject. I, I do marriage counseling, not really, but I do, you know, well, it's, it's kind of this holistic world today. That's different actually yeah. when you were, were first starting out and it's yeah. much more, holistic, much more uh, open. And, and yeah, you have to kind of cover everything. And I know you covered a little bit, but I want to move to my next question, which was, and this is really hard because you've, <laughs> you've been coached by the best. You're the last protege of Napoleon Hill. You're, which is, which is, is someone I'm emulating in this series in terms of what we're doing. You, you've had the greats actually working for you. So I'm going to ask this with tongue in cheek. What gives you credibility to do what you do? Uh Number one salesperson everywhere I've ever been, including when I was leading companies, I've always kept my one foot in the sales pond. I didn't want it to become a theory to me. Uh, When I tell somebody, you go do this, you go do that, I don't want them saying, well, you haven't done that in 40 years. No, I did it this morning. I've, I've sold a lot of product and services today before you and I got on. So the credibility comes from, I've been there, I've done it, I'm still doing it and 5,000 paid appearances, and 24 books, and a proven track record of if you'll do what I tell you to do, your sales will also go up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and and how do you get your brand out? in today's world? Because life's changed since since those days. How do you get your brand out today? How do you How do you get your message out? How do people see you? Well, we just sort of blended over, uh, uh, you know, we already had the books, so we put them on Amazon. (laughs) We already had the books, so we set up a website. So I've just transitioned and moved what I do, picked up that box and moved it over here to the newer box uh, and put it down. Somebody asked me the other day, what's changed about selling since you got in? I said, uh, I said, picture a herd of sheep. And picture, I used to have to drive around in my car and round them up one at a time. Today, we have faster sheepdogs. I can reach more people uh, in uh, you know, 30 well-thought-out seconds than I probably did in a year in my life before. But once I meet them, ain't nothing changed. It, selling is selling, always has been, always will be. The techniques and the sheep sheepdogs are faster. Yeah, I think I, I I think one of the things we when we were in the green room, one of the things that you talked about is when you're in front of a group of people and you're speaking, you know before you even start who in the room could be prospects of yours. You know when you're speaking who you're relating to and you know how to then follow through afterwards to get that close. That is a technique that not everyone follows appropriately, and that's a beautiful thing to talk about. Well, that's like being in a gold mine. Gold was discovered about seven miles from where I'm sitting, so I use a lot of gold mining analogies. But that's like being in a gold mine or down at the river in in, uh, Coloma and not picking up that nugget 
you know, they, they were all over the place in the beginning. Uh, those prospects are all over the place. When we start, one of the things you and I discussed briefly was, I, while I love a speaking engagement with 5,000 people or whatever, done bigger ones than that, but 5,000 people, if they're all from the same company, except for that company bringing me back, uh, which usually happens, uh, that's sort of the end of the event. I like to speak to a group half that size or a quarter that size with 25 different companies in it. Cause from that group, I'm going to get 15, 20, 25 speaking engagements. And I'm aware of that while I'm working, I know what I was hired to do and I do it, but I drop those little hooks in the water that tell people I, I can come do this for you too. Ben, very, very elegant. Thank, thank you so much. I uh, listen. If, you are at a company and your sales are not what they need to be. If your margins, if your salespeople are driving the sales, but the margins are low, we have a living legend who's around who you can talk to. It's Ben Gay the third. Just Google that name. You learn a lot about him, see a lot about him. We even, we have a book in our, in our platform. The Aha that platform has a book to share his content and Ben, how do people best go about uh, reaching out to you? Funny you should ask. There you go. <laughs> go to www.bfg3.com. And if you want a special on my stuff, currently featured with special pricing and free shipping, go to stores.ebay.com slash Ronzoni Books, R-O-N-Z-O-N-E Books, B-O-O-K-S. How can they sell it for less than I sell it for? Ronzoni was Gigi's maiden name. She slips into the warehouse and steals her inventory. (laughs) She's able to sell it for less than I can. I have to actually pay the printer. (laughs) So your wife has an inside track and, and she's the one selling the books on eBay. That's awesome. And no one in the shipping department has had the nerve to tell her to put the books down because I've said that's stealing stop her. No one, <laughs> they, they carry the books to the car for her. Ben, <laughs> uh, thanks so much for, uh, uh, for joining us today and sharing and sharing your credibility. My pleasure, Mitchell. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. And, and thanks for enjoying this episode. Please uh, click on the like button, uh, subscribe to our channels and, and please share with your friends. And we, uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Father Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to the special episodes of Thought Leader Life, where we're focused on credibility of very cool people. And you'll agree that today's guest is credible. He's Andrew Azumi, who is the president of eBooms, has been a leading sales manager for over a decade. Some of his past customers include Disney, actually not just Disney, Disney Animation, Chevron, MGM Grand, and many, many more. Andrew, welcome. Thank you so much, Mitchell, for having me. I've been very excited for today. <laughs> well, that's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> hey, so first question, what, what, is, what is your CPOP? What's your customer point of pain? So my CPOP is entrepreneurs in their startup phase that are afraid of selling and then need help. Oh God, that's like almost everybody. So, and, and by startup phase, you're typically are you referring to people who are like a couple years into it, funded. 
So a startup phase is, it can either be self-funded or VC-funded, and they're typically within two to four years of their company business, and they're looking for growth. Got it. Okay, so they're already, they already have some sales. There are things happening. They're either self-funded, angel-funded, VC-funded. Uh, they're at that stage where they need to actually start showing some big growth, uh, big ticket sales. That's where you come in. Exactly right. When they need to scale their business from the six to seven figures or whatever the price point may be. Oh, beautiful. So what does that mean? What do you do? So the way that we, the way that we go about it is through a system. So I like to take everybody through a very short system, which I call the sales call triangle. This is a three-step system, which it's listening, it's connecting, and then it's speaking. Three sides of the sales call triangle. Many other individuals have 25, 30-step systems. They're extremely complicated. It takes a long time, but if you focus on just the core three, you'll always get to the end. And so are you actually closing yourself or you're teaching how to close? Tell me what that means. So what I do with my customers is something a little bit different. So I don't just take them through a training series or a video training or a um, five or six step consultation. I plug myself into their business because as they're almost a CSO or the VP of sales so that I can get a 10,000 foot view on their business. And then we take it from the very beginning. We take a look at exactly who the customer is, make sure that the messaging matches up. And then we take their customer through the sales cycle all the way from the very beginning when you first make contact with the customer, even before getting on the phone or even meeting them in person. And then I teach my customers exactly how to go through the whole sales cycle so that when it comes time to put your product over the web, in person, on the phone, you don't have to feel like the used car salesman. So that would be the guy that's dressed up in a suit and tie. Maybe he's got the diamond earrings or the gold chain. You don't have to hard sell a customer. All you have to do is present your solution Tell them that you've checked off all their boxes and ask them for their credit card. <laughs> if, if life was only that easy, and hopefully in many cases you make it that way. So in the fishing pole analogy, you're not just look, teaching them how to fish. You're teaching them where to fish and then how to fish. Exactly. It's the whole cycle. You can teach, uh, go into that analogy. I love that analogy, by the way, Mitchell. So you can teach a man how to fish, but if you don't teach him where to fish, it's not going to be successful. Same thing is if you don't teach a man how to clean the fish and how to cook the fish, he's going to go hungry. So sales is actually, some people think that sales is only the sales call. They think that it's only when you go to the used car lot and you want to buy something or the guy's trying to sell you. Sales starts in the very beginning and it actually continues all the way through the delivery of your product. And people often forget about. Oh, they so forget. Particularly salespeople who are not compensated properly. They don't follow the sale through completion. Sales all the way through completion. You want to make sure that your customer gets whatever the result is. or They want to make sure that the product is actually delivered to their front doorstep. It doesn't end there. It still goes to the follow-up. You have to ask your customer, are you happy with the product? Did I complete what I told you I was going to complete? Are you displeased? And if so, please tell me why. We'd love to make it better for you. Got it. Like it. Yep. Andrew, what, what gives you the credibility to do this? 
So over the past decade, I've been a, I've been a sales manager throughout the region, throughout the district. I've worked with some large companies, small, medium to large. I've worked with some people that have or I have actually partners with many of many of my clients. I've gotten certificates like the leading with Emerson certificate. They're a Fortune 500 company. I've been awarded with the Rainmaker program, being one of the top five percent across hundreds of sales guys throughout that Fortune 500 company. And I've sold over a hundred million dollars worth of sales and goods. So, going- so, dude, you could start there next time. <laughs> that, that, that does it. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm, I've done for the past decade. I'm relatively young. I'm enthusiastic. I've got a, a three pronged system that really works. And by the way, I've closed over a hundred million dollars worth of business. Exactly right. All right, dude. That's that does it. That's pretty cool. So, in today's world, given who you are and what you do, how do you share that? with the outside world? How do people see your credibility? So the way that people see my credibility is within the space that I'm in, my target niche is very unique. So through my target niche, there aren't too many others that have gone through the corporate or the Fortune 500 sales world. There aren't too many people that even know what a ROI or a KPI is. ROI is a return on investment. KPI is a key product, productive indicator. Oh, and key performance indicator. Performance indicator. See, thank you for correcting me. Oh, no, and, no, no. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. So it's taking- By the way, I hate those. So I get those a little more than you when you get a couple more gray hairs. There's these moments where you know the answer. You've said it a gazillion times, but so I got it. No worries. <laughs> it's one of those things where I've done it so many times that I know exactly what it's for. And then that acronym just starts to become whatever I want it to be. Yep. So it's taking the knowledge that I've gotten throughout my past 10 years of experience and just coming in with a fresh new perspective on how to run a business the proper way. Uh, companies like Chevron, Exxon. Oh, no, I, I hear you. And I know what you yeah. do when you get closed. But how do people see you? How do they, how do they find you? How do you? Oh, uh, yeah. Fine. Not, not, okay. Fine. Not you. So the way that people find me is through LinkedIn, through conferences, and through meetups, local meetups. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'll bet you you're the first person so far who mentioned physical networking and particularly physical networking through meetups or other ways. And and that's a that's a great and actually given your target market and given uh, uh, particularly uh, any geographical area that has your customer base, uh, physically meeting people is a great way to do it. So Mitchell, this, this is one of the ways, this is not, not one of the ways, this is the best way to get to your target clients. Or for, for myself, it's the best way. When you talk to somebody in person, they understand exactly what your tonality, tonality is. They get to learn a little bit more about your personality. They're not just looking at a sales page or a LinkedIn profile. And they say, well, he could put up anything. So nobody's policing LinkedIn. But when they meet you in person, when you actually talk to them about their pain points, when you give them ideas about what their solutions really need to be, the, cre- the credibility automatically comes out. Say, oh, okay. That makes a whole lot of sense. Let's hop on another call. Let's find how to get you in, like plugged into our business. So, the- so that's really the, the thing for you is to focus on getting that interaction, uh, whether it's video or in person. Whether it's video or in person, there's something about just having people being able to see uh, eye to eye over the computer is, is one thing. In person is a whole lot better. 
but it's much, much better than a text message or a um, Facebook or a LinkedIn comment, things of that nature. Although those are very powerful and they're, they're very good, it's easy for individuals to hide behind a screen instead of just looking eye to eye. But when they see you, so I, I, I see your LinkedIn profile, I see your, your website. Are you doing programs to attract people to it? Or are you uh, doing lots of speaking? Or are you just more of a participant at conferences? Participant at conferences, uh, networking, networking events, conferences of that sort. In the future, speaking is definitely on the to-do list. It hasn't been necessary as of now. But once, once I get there, I think that would, be, that would be very enjoyable for myself. I'd probably do it more almost just, just for fun rather than trying to target, target my customers. I, that way I, I can share my message. I think it's pretty cool that you have a shake-your-hand approach of meetups and conferences, and it works for you. I, I think that's amazing. So, so listen, guys, if, if you are uh, two to four years in business, you're self-funded, angel-funded, VC-funded, and you want somebody to, to sort of look at your overall sales approach – and help you come up with the right things to do to help generate the significant growth that you need to make your investors happy. Uh, I think they should reach out to Andrew Azumi. Andrew, how do people reach out to you? So you can find me on the web. You can find me either by Andrew Azumi on Facebook or through LinkedIn, or you can always learn a little bit more about me at highticketmomentum.com. You'll be able to actually see me on video and see exactly a little bit more about my methodologies. Beautiful. Andrew, thanks so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Mitchell, it's been a fantastic time on the phone. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> You're welcome. This was fun. Hey, guys, thanks for enjoying this episode of Thought Leader Life. Uh, please, if you liked what you heard, like to share it, uh, subscribe to our channel, and Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Who else do you want us to have? I'm, I'm going to be doing 500 of these. And so lots of opportunity to get some really cool people. And Andrew, thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Have a great day. Bye, Bye now. Mitchell. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And welcome to this special episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're focused on credibility. And we're actually with one of my good friends, John Farrar, although good friend and I haven't spoken to in years, but I still see him online. So it makes that relationship continue. Um, John is the founder and CEO of Nimble. He is a technology entrepreneur and speaker. He's pioneered relationship management as a co-founder of Goldmine Software. For those who have a little gray hair, he may even remember Goldmine. Uh, he is a early innovator in the CRM and marketing automation space. John, thanks for joining me. Mitchell, it's a real pleasure to reconnect with you. I think that that people that truly connect deeply stay connected, even when they're not connecting. And I think that's the, the way, the kind of relationship that we have. And so it's it's great to see you again. And it's great to have a conversation where we might inspire and educate others about how they might achieve their dreams. I love I love that. Hey, can we start with, what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? Well, I think our, our customer point of pain really stands out for individuals and teams who are struggling to manage relationships because relationships are critical to your life success. But most people have more than one or 200 connections. Most people have thousands. 
in our overconnected, overcommunicated world, it's hard to identify people that matter, reach out in relevant, authentic way to stay connected and turn those relationships into measurable uh, outcomes. And Nimble does that um, super easy. Okay, I like that. And, and I actually even played with Nimble way back when for a little bit and got on and got off. Tell me a little bit more, what's, what's going on today? Why, why or how does it actually deliver on that performance of really CRM is customer relationship management. Theoretically, it's supposed to be easy for the, us to maintain our relationships and then quantify those relationships, ultimately um, better relationships, more money, more sales. How does Nimble do that? Well, I think the biggest problem with CRM is, is it's not about relationships. It's about reporting. CRM stands for customer relationship management, but it's actually customer reporting management because the CRM isn't designed for you, the customer facing business team member. It's designed for management to keep the finger on the uh, pulse of the business and the hand around the neck of the salesperson. And I think that's why people love Goldmine because it was Outlook and Salesforce combined before either existed. And there's a key concept there. Outlook was about managing contacts and relationships. So today, where do you manage relationships? You do it in your inbox, you do it in spreadsheets, and you do it in Twitter and LinkedIn. But all of these are islands of contacts and information. And what Nimble does is it automatically pulls together those siloed contacts from Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and your sales, marketing, customer service, accounting applications into a unified uh, contact record for you and your team. And then we enrich that contact with people and company data. So you don't have to Google them. You nimble them and nimble automatically tells you who somebody is, and what their business is about and records the history of interactions that you and the team have. And then we work where you work. We work in your inbox. We work in your social. We work back in the business apps you're living in. And that way, no matter where you're engaging, you know who they are, the history of interaction, what's going to happen, who's going to do it. And most importantly, you can do the human thing, which is the follow-up and follow-through where we all fail, is schedule the next task and log that note that helps you to follow up and follow through. So that's interesting. So a good CRM, do, do you have the AI in place that says, hey, you know, Mitchell, you and John, you haven't spoken in like two years. Can you fix that? Or is that something I need to make a mental note and, and actually go into the system and say, hey, listen, let's set up time to make this happen? So we have a thing called stay in touch that enables you to set a touch cycle. And so you can set a touch cycle to be every month, every three months, every six months, whatever you want. And Nimble will record every time you interact with somebody in email, calendar, and social, and whether your team does. And then it'll, it'll nudge you and say, hey, Mitchell, you haven't connected with John in a while. You should connect with them. And you don't necessarily have to send them an email. You can walk in the digital footprint through Nimble and add value to the conversation. That's almost the same thing as messaging them. But you know, Mitch, I think the more digital we get, the more human we need to be. And I tell people, pick up the effing phone or actually go see somebody because I think that we need to be more human in our digital world. I, uh, so, uh, you're, you're, it's short time. Convince me again. I got to look at Nimble. Uh, tell me what, I, I know the answer, but I still have to ask, what gives you the credibility to do what you do? Well, I think the key reason is because I was actually building contact managers and CRMs before they existed. So we built the first contact manager and CRM before Outlook or Salesforce or any, even the term CRM was around back in the DOS days. So essentially, uh, Goldmine was used by over 20 million customers worldwide. We had $100 million in revenue. 
and uh, and Nimble pioneered social selling and social CRM ten years ago. And so I've been innovating in the contact management and CRM space before it existed. Mm. And, and I, I remember way back when being at a Convex conference, meeting you there and getting a copy of Goldmine. <laughs> so. You know, I, I loved Comdex because if you want to uh, engage with an audience, the best thing to do is engage with their influencers. Because if you think about SMB customers, there's literally millions and billions of them around the world. How do you engage with them? And what we did is we originally went after their trusted advisor, which was the Novell reseller, and eventually it was the technology buyer, the influencers. And Convex had 350,000 technology influencers from around the world. And our thought was people sell what they know and they know what they use. So we got Goldmine into the hands of the audience. My team would actually get in the aisle and pull people into our booth and, and, and basically teach them the value and get them to go home with a copy. And then that copy spread in all those countries. That's so thank beautiful. you for being one of our early evangelists. <laughs> My pleasure. And, and, and I know what you did then. What do you do now? How do you, how do you actually share your credibility with those that need to see uh, you and or Nimble? Well, I think that's one of the beauties of social media is it's a, it's a great way to engage at scale. But ultimately, I think you have to ask yourself, why are you engaging? Why are you building a brand and a network? And, and my philosophy in life is I'm here to grow my soul by helping other people grow theirs. And so uh, if you imagine me after 10 years of selling Goldmine and being a dad at home for that amount of time, nobody knew who I was or, or what Goldmine was. And I had to go rebuild my brand. But the thing is, is that was when social media started to arise in 2000 six, seven, eight, and nine. And I started to use social media to begin to listen and engage with uh, different audiences. And I saw the immense power of that. And when I uh, tried to find a way to manage my contacts and social relationships, I couldn't find it. That gave me the aha moment. Get that aha. Uh, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, for, uh, for building, uh, to, for you to reimagine CRM with Nimble, but to get Nimble brand built, what I did is I went out and identified the key influencer of my core prospect in and around the areas of promise for my product and services, which means thought leaders in social sales and marketing. And I started to share the content from thought leaders that resonated with me by hashtagging the category, pound sales, marketing, social, and attributing their name. And then sharing that across my identity and the Nimble identity and my team members' identities in order to inspire and educate. Because I believe that if you teach people to fish, they'll figure out yourself fishing poles. So you can't talk about yourself or your products and services, but if you talk about how you can help other people be great because people don't buy great products, they buy better versions of themselves. If you teach people how they can be great, they'll pay attention to you. And I'm a math computer science major. I'm not really great at writing. So I basically use other people's content. And I share it at scale. And that then attracts people who want to be better, smarter, faster at the areas of promise of my product, social sales and marketing. It attracts the people who are uh, part of that influencers community and attracts the influencer themselves where we enter into conversations and find ways to add value to the influencer where they begin, they turn into a user of Nimble and a storyteller of Nimble. And so we have tens of thousands of the top thought leaders in social sales and marketing who are not only Nimble users, but Nimble evangelists, which is why we don't have to spend a dime on marketing. We find, we tell great stories and get other people to tell those stories at scale. John, you are so elegant. You're an aha message, a moment. Uh, I, you, you've got me convinced. I've got to, I've got to relook at it and, and get my team involved. We'll talk later on that. 
And hey, listen, if you are in business today and you just don't have, or even if you have a CRM and it's not working right, I love customer reporting management versus customer relationship management. All the words out of your mouth scream, man, I need to, I need to look, I need to use, I need to take advantage of. And uh, what I'd say is reach out to John Ferrer and his team. How do people best reach out to you? Well, you can Google me, better yet, you nimble me. And if you, you should actually Google yourself because people are going to Google you before they engage with you. And if you're not showing up on that first page, it's an issue. So Google me, J-O-N-F-E-R-R-A-R-A, and you'll find my identity, but I'll make it super easy for you. Here's my email, J-O-N at nimble.com. Let me know how I can help you grow. And if you do decide you want to try Nimble, go sign up for our free trial. And sometime within that period, if you convert, use the code John40, J-O-N 40, and you get 40% off your first three months. But one of the things I wanted to share with your audience is that Nimble can either be your social sales and marketing for yourself, your personal CRM. It could be your social sales and marketing for your team or it can work within your tools because even when you buy a CRM, it doesn't have the sales intelligence for you to engage effectively. You have to go by LinkedIn Sales Navigator or Inside View. And it doesn't have these SFA tools, the sales enablement, email tracking, the templating uh, tracking tools that you need. So you got to go by SalesLoft or Outreach.io or HubSpot Sales, or you can buy Nimble as an adjunct to your CRM because what's missing from every CRM implementation is a team relationship manager. Nimble provides that and also sales enablement for your CRM. And at $25 a seat, it's, it's, it's like a, a quarter of the price of Outreach.io. So if you do have a CRM, you can use it as an adjunct to that. But if you're an individual person working for a company, you should have a personal CRM because you're not going to work there the rest of your life. And you should use Nimble to bring your network to work and to take your network with you when you go to your next job. John, thank you so much. And hey, thanks for watching and listening. Please subscribe to this channel and certainly give us feedback. Let me know what you think. What did you think about John? Look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought Leader Life. Take care, everybody. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.